Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and Merry New Year. Welcome to this episode number 445 of the Material Podcast. I'm Andy Notko. With us is Happy New Year to Florence Ion. How you doing, Flo? Andy, I'm I'm not sure how I'm doing. I'm happy that I'm not at CES the day after the new year like I was last year. Um, <laughs> but I am dreading the eventuality of the six very long days that are waiting for me <laughs> in the near future. They're exceptionally long days at CES, yes. <laughs> <sighs> they are. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. Wait, is it a bad idea if I tease our bonus episode <laughs> before we even get into the chat? No, 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 go, go, go right ahead. Nope, that, that makes okay, perfect sense. Okay, it's because I really want to show you something. Look what I bought for CES. <laughs> she is leaning over, retrieving something from under the desk. Well, it was below the desk. Ooh, gosh, this is hot. Ooh, it's a electric kettle? Yes, it's oh, a portable nice. kettle. It's not. It's because... not much bigger than a really good like thermos. It's not. It's not. Yeah. It's it's taller and it's tall and narrow as opposed to like short and squat, which is what I'm used to electric kettles being. It's 16 ounces, but the size, but it's about the size of like a 20 ounce bottle, just to okay. give folks perspective on the podcast of what it looks like. And so right now I'm going to pour some hot water into. I have a little bit of tea over here because I like to drink tea during our podcasting sessions. <laughs> And I was thinking about you when I hurriedly went. So on Christmas Day, I decided just randomly that what I really need to do this year is ensure that I have all my comforts with me (laughs) at CES. So I have already packed my heating pad. Yep. I have already (laughs) I've already packed like my favorite little I have a little nightlight. Okay, because I like to because the hotel rooms to me are too dark. I don't like it. (laughs) I don't like it. Um, And I'm packing not only a portable kettle. I'm also packing. I got this today. A whoa, excuse me. Double wall stainless steel coffee press. Brew evolution. Wow. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I'm not going to open it yet, because if you if you want to hear me describe it, you will have to. Go over to relay.fm slash membership. Yes. <laughs> okay, great. In the members only episode this week, I, I, we thought we would talk about like CES, not not like, an, hey, here's a preview of all the hot new technology you'll be seeing in Las Vegas at the Computer Electronics no. Show. It's more like, yeah, you'll get you'll get the point of view from like jaded <laughs> tech journalists who have been there, who done pack that, heating and pads are going back to there. Yeah. Because this is their 12th CES. And, <laughs> you know, oh, God. Yeah. I mean, we're it's uh, I, we'll, we'll talk about that during the during the members episode. But like so like my thing was like if so uh, we're recording on January 3rd. Happy New Year, by the way. I'm so sorry that I went straight into. No, nope, nope. it's you. You are you're definitely uh, your flight in two days time is definitely foremost on your mind because you, your life, your life is going to change for six days starting Friday, starting on Friday. And so that's, that's true. That should be very, very much. If, if I were if I were going into the hospital for like six days of medical Oof. tests, that would Cut. be on my mind, too. Why? <laughs> making me do the cross right now Sorry. it's it's bad when andy makes me do the the crosses because that means i ces is, is ces is by no means like uh, similar to that at all because no, at ces you, you come home feeling ill you don't go in feeling ill it's anyway mask <laughs> um so so ha- no so i just yeah wasn't it so nice to have time off <laughs> Uh, kind of it's like okay the the different it's it's weird like i was uh, i was experiencing a kind of a funk because like mm. the metronome of my week yeah. is the two three or four times a week that i have to be in front of a microphone and or a webcam yeah. like organizing my thoughts and speaking extemporaneously about something that i furiously researched for the past yeah. like 12 to 36 hours and so when that doesn't happen on Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday. It's like, 
it's like the difference between a, one of those one of those video games where you're on rails versus when it's like an open world game where uh, it's like oh i don't i don't have any quests i don't have there there isn't like a that's a great comparison yeah, by the way <laughs> ex- exactly yeah. it's it's like i can yeah. go anywhere and i'm like but what what do i choose to go to it's, it's how not like overwhelming I, yeah exactly <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not like I it's it's not like I didn't have like other things I needed to get done. It's just that usually, again, those are the goalposts. These, those are the okay. Well, I'm gonna have to make sure I get X done before like Tuesday afternoon because that's when I record Mac Break. I can schedule this for Wednesday, but I got to make sure I'm done in time so that I can uh, prepare for the material podcast. And ooh, I got NPR on Friday, so if I'm gonna run that errand, it has to. If it doesn't happen Thursday morning, I'm just gonna have to postpone it to the weekend, as opposed to. No, you've just recorded two episodes of material back to back. You now have 10 days in which you I don't even necessarily have to shave. <laughs> like that's that's like I usually shave like it's three true. or four times a week, usually right before I'm on camera, either <laughs> in front of a public in front of public or just for a meeting. And it's like I could not shave. I could possibly not shave for 10 days. It just wouldn't matter. And I had to basically decide Whoa! that I want to shave today. So I, don't, oh, I, don't. I mean, sorry, you're right. When you're by yourself, sure, sure, sure. That's true, right? Because I won't be seeing you and true, true, true. So I, no, I, and I, I don't want I don't want anybody to think that like it was a sad, like lost, bereft situation. Like I wasn't like Forrest Gump, like at the end of the movie. Like well, after listen, you... we were the same way. My family and I were about to curl each other out of the window. <laughs> <laughs> it was really bad. It was really bad. We... Oh, no. Not like. Okay, it wasn't like bad in a oh my god, the worst thing ever way, but it was it was a bad in a you could tell everybody was really on edge, including the almost four year old who just, oh, you know, she was just really uh, she was living out loud the emotions that we were really feeling on the inside <laughs> of all these Sunday scaries about going back to work. But it's true that lack of routine really does like hurt the metronome. of life and it's like i want to be chill i want to be like oh yeah i'm just gonna go to the next like leisurely thing and just like go read but but the problem is that i know i'm like going back to work soon so it's like you can't let your guard down completely (laughs) you know what i mean yeah it's it's... like you can't go full feral mode yeah like i i I, i've I've never been in the military obviously but there are times there the I kind of wonder, like, if, uh, if I have like a, 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 I don't know, I don't know, a two day pass, or like, here are two days in which, like, you're off, like, you got, like, you know, whatever. It's like, okay, do I leave the leave the army base and try to have as much fun as I I can have in forty eight hours, or do I just simply say, you know what, I'm just gonna stay on base and just like read in my bunk. Because if I leave that 48 hours I spend like in Tokyo or whatever, you can tell I get most of my military knowledge of day-to-day life from episodes of MASH. But like, I'm going to spend all that time thinking, <laughs> oh, but, oh, it's great. I'm, I'm, I'm in this, I'm having this big, long bath in this big Japanese bathhouse and I'm having this really wonderful meal and like no one's yelling at me. And I don't have to clean up after myself. Like, but in but in 23 hours i'm going to be back on base and my life is going to be back to what it was before i went on leave and i'm it's it, it's it's it'd be it'd be much simpler if i'm just like i'm just my life will be notably but not revolutionarily less miserable for 48 hours so it'll, it'll be easier to transition into like being back there <sighs> it so is next- hard being human in- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is hard. But that's 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 what we're stuck with, unfortunately. I, mean, I know. But so, so I mean, speaking of speaking of hard being human, it's so this is so one of the things I was doing was was of course watching as usual a lot of YouTube. Surprise, surprise. And like on Jim, Gen- you watch YouTube. I watch Bravo. Correct. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's our things. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, but. I don't know which one is could be turn out to be sadder because uh, at least on January first, it's like oh wow this oh so and so has a new video oh they haven't had a new video in like a month and a half this is gonna be great like oh wow hey new special one from the blah 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 and it's it seemed as though like if I had like if there are eighteen new videos from my favorite like YouTubers 
at least half of them where, yeah, well, um, I have a really big announcement that, uh, well, uh, let me start off by like laying out some of the facts of being a YouTuber in 2023, 2024. When I started this channel eight years ago, uh, like, oh no, this is going to so be bad. Bored. And it was, and uh, so many of these, these, the, these videos were like, so like I'm deciding I'm to quit becoming a, quit being a full-time YouTuber or I've been doing this for 10 years and now it's time for me to quit. You know not, what? I saw stop. some of that on TikTok. Yeah, this last couple of days, actually, I've no, I've been noticing. Yeah, and 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 a lot of it has been like, uh, uh, a, I, I'm glad that I'm glad that the people who have entertained me so much over the past months, years, whatever, are making choices that will they believe will improve their lives. Even if it's just that I'm done with the rat race, I need to like get back on a more normal like life schedule. But it's like, it's sad that, oh, well, you know, if I, my revenues are like 18% what they were two three years ago, uh, like AdSense gives me basically nothing. If it weren't for Patreon, I wouldn't be able to like be doing videos at all. I've read that a lot. Yeah. And if it weren't for Patreon slash, if it weren't for whatever way that you are paying me money right now, yeah. as a subscription. Yeah, and it's it's it seems as though there's something system uh, systemic about this because they're all oh, yeah. so many of them are saying the same things. A that their that ad revenue is so way freaking down that it's just ridiculous. Like even if even when you take into consideration and a lot of them were saying oh well, 3 years was like 3 years ago was the 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 most the made the most money my channel they ever did because of the pandemic and now that's like not just readjusted back down but gone like way below what it, what it, what it was before but also that like adsense is nothing and everything that like youtube is trying to push creators to do doesn't is not worth the time and effort like every every single every time. single time there's a yeah. quarterly report uh, whoever whoever it is that talks about YouTube during the during the 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 analyst call says, oh, and YouTube YouTube Shorts is having more more and more content and more and more hours watched ever, and that's clearly something they're pushing everywhere. And so many of these creators are saying, well, it's just not this. It's it's not going to make me enough money to justify even just taking a long form video and cutting it down into a short. If if assuming that was something I wanted to do anyway, which is not something that I want to do, and so. It's so it's it's unfortunate, but it also points to what's happening at YouTube that it is it seems to be such a losing prop proposition for so many people now. It's like and these these are channels that are getting like hundreds of thousands of views per video, and they're basically saying that even even the ones that are like posting weekly videos on a regular metronome. Like they can't say, they can say it's just, I cannot justify the time I spend making videos versus the amount of money I'm making on it. So I don't know whether that means that YouTube has reached its tipping point and now it's going to be like Mr. Beast type creators who, if you're not, if you're not creating videos for little kids who can really, really like videos that are really tailored towards the biggest and most lucrative audience possible, you may as well just treat it like a simple hobby. Uh, it's just unfortunate. It is unfortunate because it kind of, it, it thins the herd in a kind of crappy way. Cause it does leave us with people like Mr. Beast who are very clearly like all the philanthropic stuff that he does is clearly for the lulls. There's, (laughs) I forgot what I was reading about him last week, but it's, it's annoying. Like he annoys me, but he is also a product of the generation that is making money on the internet right now, the people who are getting the eyes on, on things. And so I think this year, 2024, I feel is going to be a bit of a reckoning year for media, which is kind of a crappy thing because it's an election year, (laughs) which makes this a very precarious time for us to be doing this kind of shifting and like not to have a solid foundation, but like there has to be a reckoning because the ad dollars are down things just aren't the kind of quality they used to be and and you know i'm finding myself i am finding myself engaging more on platforms like uh tiktok and instagram hmm. which is just you know little yeah. bite-sized video here and there situations i don't know i don't know what's going to happen this year andy it's like something's got to give yeah, 2024, 2024 in so many different categories is going to be a real inflection point. 
uh, in, in politics, in like yeah. even in, even in the beasts that we cover, it's like so many chickens are going to come home or coming home to roost for uh, for for Google this year. Uh, in terms of all kinds of antitrust stuff, all kinds of regulatory stuff that's going to come down on their heads, like pretty much at the same time, Apple's going to be feeling the heat as well from the EU and even U.S. antitrust. Um, I, I will we will. We won't turn the we won't turn the first episode of, of 2024 into a downer saying, oh, you, if this is going to be <laughs> this is going to be like 2020. Only no one's masking up. <laughs> it's not going well, to be. I have noticed, by like the way, that. more people are masking out there, which I appreciate because masking protects you and me. Indeed. Um, But I I I am curious about 2024 because I feel like we've been in kind of a lull, actually. I feel like a lot of stuff has just been um it's just been slowly the inferno has just been slowly churning away and it's it's about to get bigger and bigger. It's what I'm kind <laughs> of you know, cuz oh. I'm also curious by the way like hardware wise the Pixel I'm noticing is not the kind of like marquee that the rest of the industry is trying to stand up against. Like nobody's nobody's using it as um. Well, I shouldn't say that's true. That's it's not that it's true. But it doesn't feel like the kind of like benchmark product that you would compare to. Sure. Versus like yeah, you like know if, when the if, iPhone compares itself, it compares itself like mostly against Samsung. Samsung, yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's well, yeah, it's it, it's hard for it's hard for Google to compete Google a 2 trillion dollar company to compete against Samsung which is a they are just manufacturing bears, <laughs> you know. They 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 just know how to make things in, in immense quantities and to market them in immense quantities internationally whereas I mean there we can't use an excuse that oh well Pixel the Pixel brand is only 6 years old. Well, it's 6 years old. It should it should have established itself by now. And it it like within it's six years old with headed up by a guy who used to head up Motorola right, hardware. Too. Thank you very much. But, uh, but the, the, um, but the thing is like, it seems to have failed in Google's original intent. Like the, it's predecessor, the Nexus where Google is not designing the whole phone. There's they're they're partnering with HTC. They're partnering with Samsung. They're partnering with Motorola to create like a reference hardware. The Nexus always was, my phone of choice, but it was always a phone that you knew about if you were in the know. Like they, they, like they, they talk about like, oh, this, this so and so is a comedian's comedian, meaning that mm-hmm. they're not successful, but every comedian knows who they are, knows what they're doing, and they're immensely influential. The Pixel phone, I think, is in the exact same sort of category where if you're in the know. You know that wow, this this is this might very well be the best camera year after year after year you can get in a phone. It can it it consistently beats out even the iPhone for all of their like marketing as we are the we this is the best creator uh, creator device ever, and it has a whole bunch of features that I'm very very fond of. But still, it's not the something you see on the side of a bus. It's not something that you when you when you see when you go look at the uh, uh, not outside of San Francisco anyway. Because yeah. I mean, but like, but like when you go see, it's it can be a little bit. Uh, I don't want to say heartbreaking, but it's like you see the crowd. I, I'm the sort of person who, when they do the crowd shot of the people in Times Square, or every, basically all the different live shots of of the of the, the countdown to midnight on on New Year's New Year's Eve, everybody mm-hmm. has their phone out, and I'm mm-hmm. like, not oh look, all the people of the world are gathering together on this night to to be outside and to celebrate the the the, the optimism of a brand new year and counting down together and cheering and kissing each kissing their loved ones. I'm thinking, okay, that's an iPhone, that's an iPhone, that's a Samsung. Ooh, that's kind yeah. of an old Samsung. And yeah. the Pixel is so distinctive with its camera array. It's like huh, I don't see a lot of pixels in that in that group. Um, yeah, so I'm glad Can I'm glad that they're say... doing it, but. Well, I I do have to say the the iPhone. I mean, my I have a friend who just went to Japan and uh, used the iPhone Pro Max in like raw mode. Put it through Lightroom. I'm just like, I know you can do that with a Pixel, but like, <laughs> I don't know, folks. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm just musing out loud because it is a new year, and I'm you know, I'm thinking about. <laughs> 
what's next? I'm going to CES. So I'm kind of thinking about like, what is the theme of the year going to be? I mean, I'm trying to be excited too, because the last couple of years have been kind of repeats for me. Right. You know, they've been repeats for all of us. There hasn't been anything that's really moved the needle. So we'll see. So yeah, there's this, well, I mean, we're going to talk about it during the members episode, but I mean, but yeah, there are, CES is not the same show it was like five or 10 years ago. Like, I mean, as, as a matter of fact, let's go to the show tease because we can continue that thought yeah. through the show tease. Um, well, uh, so let's, there's some stuff to talk about uh, as far as Bard goes. Uh, it turns out that a project, uh, when the product managers of Bard at Google has gone on to Reddit to ask about, hey, what is your wish list for Bard in 2024? The place with the most sanctity. Yeah. <laughs> I again talk about talk about again that that's not that's not how you ask like the world the your average users what they want out of a product, uh, but let's uh, something some of the responses were kind of interesting. It's kind of interesting request, anyways. We'll talk about that. Also, Samsung has announced the date of their next Samsung Unpacked mm-hmm. event just in a couple of weeks, and of course there is an AI component. Samsung got a Samsung. Um, and another good news that Google has settled yet another class action suit. Although before you get too excited this time, we won't be looking forward to receiving one of those checks for $6 and 40 cents that come in 14 to 18 months after the settlement happens. And finally, we're gonna, I, I want to talk about Google podcasts a little bit because that sunsets in April and I've had to make some decisions as a result of that. Uh, but again, for the Mover Show, we're going to be talking about uh, CES, and Flo's going to talk a little bit about like what this what this means to us. Uh, if you want to become a member of the Material Podcast, go to relay.fm/material, get access to this special bonus episode and all the bonus episodes we do week after week after week after week. Uh, it's a lot of fun. They're usually off the cuff, not quite not quite as planned out as we've got uh, going on right over here. And you also get access to all the bonus content, all the bonus episodes of every producer and every show and everyone on the relay.fm network and you help us out uh, with a uh, with a little extra cash and we appreciate that uh, we, we appreciate that as much as we appreciate doing this bonus stuff from you so all that stuff is going to happen right after this break so let's start off talking about samsung unpacked uh samsung they announced the next unpacked event which is the the one at the top of the year is usually the one where they announced the new uh samsung galaxy flagship for this year is going to be the galaxy s24 with the big one and the super the 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 commodity one the expensive one and the super expensive one so that's going to be happening on january 17th in san jose which is good for me because i get to sleep (laughs) an extra three hours (laughs) Um, so they, they teased what's to come with a kind of a video pageant they posted on, uh, on YouTube of Samsung's wonderful August history of innovations in mobile phones and was kind of spotty to the point of almost being like a self own, like, see, see if you agree with me, uh, I, I should also say that it was also, this video was slightly upsetting personally because it starts with like two people roughly my age on a bus or subway reminiscing about all the changes in mobile phones that we've lived long enough to see it's like i'm not (laughs) it's like uh, i mean we're gonna be talking about reddit later on anyway there's been a lot of like uh, 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 the like uh, explain as if I'm f- uh, as if I'm five all these other like mm-hmm. sort of question ones and it's asking questions about what life was like in the 80s and 90s like almost as if it's directed at ask a historian it's like but what there was one today that I almost had contempt for it was like well what did people even use compute uh, computers for before the internet and I'm like you're making this up you're just you're just trying to take the pee okay you're just trying to make anybody well, they over know the that age it gets of 45 feel bad it's an easy it's an easy way to get to us it's a low-hanging <laughs> fruit no but they're serious and I'm like well you know Sometimes we used to put our, our balance our checkbooks. Oh, now we're going to have to explain what a checkbook is. Okay, it used to be these Andy, paper- this is why Sarah McLaughlin and Feist are touring together this <laughs> this year because everything old is new again. Okay, uh, these kids okay. just want to remind us of it. Old is new again. They're dressed okay. like me, like me when I was fourteen. Anyway, yeah. this is wild. Aging is weird. <laughs> Uh, that's what, so, that's what they should be talking about. How weird it is to age Samsung. Yes, 
Well, let's, 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 let's talk about this, this amazing march of progress they've had. Now, first of all, they get out the gate, not strong. So here's the, 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 far, the, the first phone Samsung made, and it's like a montage of people using like these products that Samsung has put out with, made their first, their, their first phone in 1988. And already it's like, but it's a handheld phone that you could put in a pocket, like not, it wasn't necessarily pocket size, but you could, a man could put it like in a pants pocket. It had an extending antenna. Like if they really want, like Motorola would have been able to say <laughs> someone who's handing out like a shoebox with a curly cord between that and a handset and maybe even a crank on the side, like radar O'Reilly saying, hello, <laughs> hello, mobile operator. This is KT1441. Can you patch me through to... Um, the only, and they had the, the first first that they had was 1990, jumping ahead 11 years in Samsung innovation, the world's first TV phone, like, okay. And that definitely was, uh, that was a, an innovation that everybody followed. Um, then we fast forward all the way to 2010, which is when Samsung, uh, decided to just go ahead and rip off the iPhone from soup to nuts and call it the Samsung galaxy S one. No, that was not part of the montage, but it should have been. It would have been really, really funny if they had just admitted that. And then we finally decided that, hey, what if we were to totally copy this really successful and influential phone that everybody seems to not be able to get enough of? No, that it's the, the next one they did was uh, 2011. So you already you're skipping ahead like 11 years to what they're calling immersive displays. And someone is holding a Samsung Galaxy Note. That was the first, like, mm. what then? Like, they skipped five... ahead 12 years. I yeah. would argue that was when the relationship with Samsung began was in those 12 years. Because I didn't know Samsung before then. Yeah. I'm a new Motorola. Yeah. I mean, they, they had I mean, they had candy bar phones. They had certain, they had some feature phones. Like, most Yeah, of the, I had a couple like, of them. And they were great. Yeah. Some of them usually had the best cameras that you could get at that t- point in time. At that, exactly, exactly at that point. Like a one point one megapixel versus a VGA. Okay, it was a big deal back then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, but so this is this is why, like, I'm saying this is kind of a cell phone because all of the stuff is like after the iPhone came out. Okay, immersive display. So the first phone with with a whopping fi- like a five point was it? A, I think it was a five point four inch display. Yes. Which today would be oh, thank God, someone has finally made like a small yes. phone that you can actually carry around. Um, water resistant devices in 2014. I don't know if that was actually a first. Uh, Samsung Pay in 2015, which again, not kind of a first. Um, there I'm quoting here: game changing foldables in 2020. Okay, they were certainly first people to to wonder if like someone would spend two thousand dollars for a phone that would almost immediately break, but it was totally unique. Uh, so now this is they're so they're building up to get ready for a new era of mobile, and then this wonderful like swarm of swarm of 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 of, of stars on a black field sure, that resolves yes. itself into Galaxy AI is coming. So okay, so now we get there. So yes, so they're 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 planning to make this an AI forward phone, the uh, the S twenty four. Uh, the press release on Samsung sites, uh, Samsung site promises no less than quote opening a new era of mobile AI uh, and elsewhere, an all new mobile experience powered b- by AI, and that's pretty broad. It could mean just about anything. We don't know. Mm, we kind of know. Yeah, I mean, there we we have we have some we have some notes like. Um, on October, we they they tipped some of their cards in October. They had uh, Samsung had their AI event, uh, and also Qualcomm. I don't know if it was the same event or not, but they basically showed off the the next generation of CPUs, mobile mm-hmm. CPUs that are, that are probably going to be in the S twenty four, the Snapdragon series eight generation three, and mm-hmm. that has features to run advanced AI models on the device, just like Apple Silicon and just like Google's custom Silicon. So it's, so now it has a, so certainly we have a CPU that can run uh, again, uh, LLMs and other AI models on the device without having to continue, continually uh, uh, phone home to a, to a server. Um, in the same October event, they showed off like a barred chat GPT type of bot. They call they're calling it Gauss. And it does familiar things like generate. Is that how you pronounce it, Gauss? That's how I I think so. That's how I, I pronounced it. <laughs> well, remember I'm ESL. I pronounced it Goss. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, 
I could. I've been pronouncing it "goss" in my brain because I don't know how to read that word. But well, sorry, also, keep going. Also, I grew up outside of Boston, so maybe that's just how like how like mm. a, a, a townie would say it. Uh, but so, but anyway, so Gauss does uh, familiar things like you know generating text, and images, yes, and, yes, yeah, and you can the imagine on-device stuff exactly. You could enhance like a digital assistant that's on device. Uh, so I think that Samsung has kind of confirmed that. This will involve live translation on device, uh, image editing with generative AI, mm-hmm. like which are features we know from the from the Pixel. Mm-hmm. So, but the thing is, like Samsung, you know, they have a they do have a reputation for like introducing a new feature that looks good in the demo, looks good in the marquee. That they might even be able to say, "Oh, we're we're the first phone to have this mm-hmm. feature." But it's a really crappy implementation of it, and it's good for Bixby. a demo, but nothing like that, right? Like like Bixby, like Face Unlock, uh, like uh, 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 some fitness features are on the S. Was it the six or the seven? Which is like, oh well, if you put your finger over the sensor over the back, it will take your pulse. Like all these, so many features that, okay, technically speaking, you can say that you had Face Unlock a year before. Uh, excuse me. Shortly, uh, shortly before anybody else had it, but your version of it absolutely stank. So much so that like someone who was had eight minutes of experience with it in the demo area after the uh, after the launch was able to trick it with a photo of himself taken with his own phone. I it's do like, remember that, but that was the first iteration of the face unlock. They've obviously fixed that since then. Things are a lot different now. I actually prefer the Samsung hardware over the Pixel hardware just in terms of performance. And this all seems to me like a response to what Google is doing with the Pixel. I mean, Google is going to be bringing Gemini into the fold. So it makes sense that Samsung would want to do the same on its end, the same way that it released Bixby along with the Google Assistant. And some people actually in this generation would tell you that Bixby is a lot better because it lets you do on-device specific um, uh actions and uh, routines that's what i meant to say on device specific routines that you couldn't that you still can't do with a pixel and it's because samsung gives you full access to to that as kind of you know a little nod like hey this is like a an extra thing that you can do for coming into our ecosystem so i kind of like it for the competitive edge And I don't mean to sound capitalistic, but I do like it for the competitive edge because I don't think that Google should be the end all be all AI offering on the Android platform just because it is the originator of the source code. I and because of some of the like the the very silent Bixby fans, because the very first when it came out, it was definitely like, what the heck is this? Um, And they didn't deliver on everything they said it would do. But it is also helpful in some situations. They keep putting new things into it that make it competitive with Google Assistant. So that's kind of, I feel like that's where the edge is going to be now. It used to be about the specs. But now if you're buying like the pro level phone, it has to be like, what can the AI do? Sure. On that phone. Yeah. I'm I'm just, again, it's, I'm not saying that, that Samsung doesn't find its car keys eventually but every time that every time that they pre-announce that oh this is going to have this remarkable new feature i'm always like very very cautious before i buy into it as as we all should be absolutely i mean it's not it's not it's not even like uh, 1.0 itis it's like wow you really you really decided to launch face unlock with that was this week like I don't think you were really serious about anybody using this, you know. Uh, there's, uh, the, uh, I'm also not skeptical, but I'm also when when a company like Google says that we're doing advanced advanced AI features like uh, that are on device, advanced AI feature AI features that we're building into our assistant, whatever. I know that they're building on top of ten years plus of experience in developing AI. They're a company that basically announced way before ai was a was a hot thing that we are basically redefining ourselves as an ai based company samsung it's like what what research were you able to buy what open source projects were you able to build upon 
they they have they have a lot to prove. And you mean on the yes, on the AI itself, absolutely. Yeah. Like that makes that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I I guess I'm just thinking about it from that competitive edge. Just, yeah, just and they, you know, because because like like we said, more people are certainly them and buying a Samsung Qualcomm phone. Freaked out. That's that's yeah. my feeling. They both freaked out <laughs> because Google was doing all this proprietary stuff with its own uh, chips, and I think they both were like, "Let's get into cahoots and make this." But let's also not forget that Samsung, uh, the Qualcomm partnership, is only in certain regions. They have their own Exynos overseas, which has been doing its own like AI thing. Let's also not forget that Samsung is like the number one earner for the country of South Korea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're right. So it could be they, they So Yeah. So it's there's a, a room somewhere with somebody doing yeah. some <laughs> So may, maybe they do have access to Google technology. <laughs> it's like that scene in Barbie where we find out that the ghost of the Barbie creator like actually is still inside the Mattel building. That is not a spoiler by the way. It's not a spoiler. <laughs> I think we all suspected that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but speaking so, but speaking about Google and so, uh, yeah, this was tell I me about this Reddit. I can't believe I'm. Oh, you know why? It's because I'm not in the Bard subreddit. Yeah. This is this mm. was. I don't know what to make of this. So, um, there was a post on the uh, uh, Bard put his subreddit. Badge on here. I'm sorry, I keep interrupting yeah. you. He put his badge on this photo. Yep. <laughs> so yes, he posted. Uh, 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 Project manager, product manager is hi. My name is Chris Gorgioski, and I am a product manager on the Bard team. We would love to learn what changes and new features in Bard you all would like to see in 2024. And in kind of like uh, uh, ask me anything format, he like, hey, I'm proving who I am because here's here is a picture of me. I'm holding up a sign that clearly cannot be faked with AI or anything like that. Um, and I'm trying. I'm trying to. I don't know what to make of it because it. Um, it could just be something as simple as, "Hey, I just thought that it'd be fun to get some input because we know we know what we're doing, but hey, we'll, we'll, we kind of want to gauge the temperature of things." I don't know whether this is uh, they know that Samsung is having their AI event in a couple of weeks, and they want to do a little guerrilla marketing to make sure that people mm. are talking about Bard as they're talking about all this stuff. You um, know that's what it is. Yeah, and a lot of the recommendations are well. I didn't even think about that. Good. Yeah. Good pointing that out, Andy. That's a good point. Yeah, if it if it were Apple, I would be absolutely certain of it, uh, because they they like to control everything. Is such a controlled. I don't want to say what what is the what is a neutral version of the word conniving. Like they are they are Romulan in the in the way they plan things out. Nothing is accidental. Um, but the, so I, so we don't we don't know what this is about. The the recommendations people the, the wish list that are being posted is pretty predictable. Um, a lot of, one of the highest upvoted comments is they, they want better coding features. Redditors think that Bard's coding skills are way behind chat GPTs. I haven't been using chat GPT or Bard's coding features in any way close to the professional level that a professional coder would. But every time I've asked both of these chatbots for coding help, I've always gotten way better advice from chat GPT than with Bard. Um, they want control over hallucinations. Uh, and there are a bunch of ways that people are expressing that where like, I just want to be able to feed, uh, feed Bard a whole bunch of data and then have it just give me information and answer questions based only on the data that I've fed it. And, or when you give me answers, make sure you, you cite exactly where your sources are and let me double check your work very, very, uh, very, very thoroughly. Um, <laughs> another big upvote, an app, they built on an app, not just integration with the Google app or the web, but an actual dedicated app for Bard. They're asking for the Gemini ultra model. Obviously that's going to be a big, big deal, uh, for like the, the, the highest intensity version of, of Gemini that's available. Persistent memory, which again, another thing that I thought would have been obvious, just the idea of if I'm having, as I'm having conversations with you over days, weeks, months, I don't want to have to remind you who I am. I don't have to remind you mm -hmm. like of what, when I ask you questions about, uh, about, I don't know, the, 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 the revolutionary war I'm asking, yeah. I really want to, I, I, uh, I, I specifically want, want you to give me like 
names, dates, places. I'm specifically interested in in maritime history uh, regarding the Revolutionary War. You don't have to tell me mm-hmm. about like who wrote what, like in the French, <laughs> in, in the uh, in the overtures towards a French diplomacy, um, uh, and and two way voice communication. That's that's another thing. A lot of people seem to be asking for things that are in Chat GPT. So they're asking for please catch up to the features that I envy mm-hmm. in Chat GPT. Um, but another really big one was integration into a, into a system, which is one of the couple of things where, uh, where Chris said it's coming exclamation point gleefully. Um, so yeah, cause we, we all know that they are working on Bard with, uh, with, uh, with uh, the Google assistant with Bard, uh, nine mm-hmm. to five Google, as it happened, has another one of their APK teardowns where like they tear down like a, a beta and or developer release to look for code that might indicate stuff that is wired up and is features that have been built for uh future di- possible future distribution but aren't activated for actual use yet and of course they tear it down and they managed managed to actually activate it to see what's going on and so they managed to find assist quote assistant with bard unquote and based on what they've been looking at uh, assistant with Bard will fully replace assistance. Not as though you'll get like a version of Bard that acts like the assistant. No, when you when you activate the assistant, you will be getting assistant with Bard. Um, they have a screenshot of what the what happens when you activate it. Like it looks exactly like when you tap the microphone button, like at the bottom of the screen on a Pixel phone. Uh, and the the prompt text from the assistant is, "What would you like so to do today?" Easy. Yeah, so easy. And it's sort of the and the default and basically the hint underneath that is type t- type talk or share a photo so you can actually send it a photo for I don't know for give me information about this or give me iterations on this. Um, it's very very prominent on the on this kind of buried version of the Google app. There's like a slider switch above the search box in the Google app so you can switch like a switch between do I want just plain search or do I want search and barred. Um, so. Okay, so it's definitely something that we're probably going to be, you got to bet they're going to be showing it off at I.O. at the very least, if not sooner, depending on how much traction Samsung gets or uh, ChatGPT gets. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, try, I'm still, I guess I'm still trying to figure out what I want. Like, what, what do you, mm. when you, when Bart, when Bart becomes not just, not a web page that you go to uh, and, a, and a labs icon you have to click on, like, what do you, how do you want Bart to express itself like on the desktop, on mobile, on what? Like, how? Are we, what, what are you hoping to get out of it? I am not quite sure yet. Yeah, I, I think that this is the year I have to figure that out, because from the looks of it and all the news that keeps coming across our desks, we're not going to be able to really ignore this any longer, or not even ignore it, but just you know, the idea of ignorance is bliss. That's <laughs> kind of what I sometimes practice as a tech journalist, and I know it's like. Not a good thing to always practice, but sometimes I need to do that because I feel I'll feel overwhelmed by something and I'm just kind of waiting for it to find its footing. I think AI has officially found its footing. Yeah. And now I have to kind of figure out where all the pieces are going to be put, which I think this year is going to reveal, especially after CES, because I'm already telling you the stuff that is that is coming through my inbox. <laughs> AI is definitely a big buzzword for the show this year. Yeah. So everything is going to have its own algorithm that does something special. And so it's going to be kind of hard too, because I'm going to have to figure out like what is going to be worth having an algorithm in it. You know, what is going to be worth dealing with that extra AI component? Yeah, there's, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely reached a saturation point. I was, I did not Mm -hmm. click on this recommended video but there was a recommended video just like an hour ago that came across my transom where it was uh, some golf pro. Hey, I've got the 2024 like Big Bertha driver and like the name of the driver with and, and it features something, something AI Sensu Dine or whatever. I'm like, it's a golf club. It <laughs> You swing it and it hits something. And depending on how you aimed it, either the ball goes how what's 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 artificial intelligence about it it's like <laughs> you got to put it in everything andy you got to put it in in your smoker you got to put it in your security cameras you got to put it in your dishwasher <laughs> it's a, yeah i mean oh god like it's, it's not as though this roku is a- announced today by the way that it's putting it in its tvs 
So it's yeah. coming up with this like feature that can basically based on the content you're watching and the IDs and like tags associated with that media, like it'll adjust the resolution and the picture uh, tone so that you have the optimum quote unquote viewing experience on your, you know, affordable Roku TV. <laughs> and so like, this is how it's going to be build. We just had to get through NFTs first <laughs> before we could get to this. <laughs> Ugh. NFTs and cryptocurrency had had to die so that AI could live in a lawnmower. <laughs> oh. Here's the deal. I am going to I am checking in next week with everyone here. Okay. Because I know that there's going to be a list of things I need to just rattle off to you, Andy, and I'm going to want to do it <laughs> in a voice note. So just be prepared for that. We will be, we will be, we will eagerly okay. anticipate that. Okay. All right. Yeah. It's just, yeah. anyway, <laughs> I just, I, I just, I'm so, you see, I, I saw that, I saw that too. I think there were a couple of, a couple of like pre CES press releases where I got one, another one that was, I don't think it was Roku, but it was something similar. It might've been TCL. I don't know, but, uh, uh, but yeah, they're talking about how, Oh, well it will now, it will, we won't just simply have like uh, dimming zones that will just simply react to light or dark. It'll try to figure out what kind of content this is. And does, mm -hmm. is this something should I, should I be care? Should I be worried about like a light bloom around this shape or not? Like what kind of content? And I'm not. What hey, happened to just sitting down and watching TV? Yeah. <laughs> it's like they're, they're, I, I, I think that with TVs, it's like, I'm perfectly fine with my, I think, five-year-old TV. It's like 56 or 60 inches. It is 4K. It is HDR. But the thing is, I'm sitting a good 10 feet away from it, and it's plenty good enough. I don't know if I... I don't know how much, how many, how many more, th I think I spent like $800 for it. And by now this would be like maybe a $400 TV. I have no idea how many thousands of dollars more I would have to spend on a TV before I would notice anything appreciably better about my viewing experience. And so as a result, whenever I see these features like promised and like a new CES TVs, I'm thinking, especially with Roku, I'm thinking, okay, so now even if like I've done everything to confound your attempts to collect marketing data about me, you're going to actually be just looking at the pixels on the display to try to figure out what kind of content I'm watching and basically log it and send it somewhere. And it's like, uh, ugh. How, 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 how paranoid am I going to have to be about making sure that you do not, do not, do not, do not have my Wi-Fi password. Like, am I, I haven't gone to, I haven't gone to that place yet, but I'm very, very close to like just sending up, uh, uh, setting up a Wi-Fi base station, like get, get an old, like old air, uh, airport extreme or airport express or whatever. Mm. And it will have like, it's just for setting up like a TV or whatever that will not complete the setup process without a Wi-Fi, without accessing the internet to like update its firmware or whatever. And so I will, I will go into my office. I will plug it in. I will set up the TV. It will say, yes, congratulations. You're ready to use your new Coptic eye model. We see all, we know all TV. And then like, great. Thank you very much. They'll go back in the office, unplug it. And because, oh my God, I, every, on that TV that when I just are we told writing you about, this graphic novel, by the way, because I'm just imagining this as a comic right now, oh. and like a dystopian future facing oh we're living we're living in it we're living in it right now every I, i'm telling you every, every my that same tv the power button keeps flashing flash 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 because it wants me to know that it can't connect to wi-fi and every one of those little Correct. plaintive cries for con an internet connection is a victory <laughs> it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a trill it's a it's an anthem of, oh. of victory to me well I mean, I, I, so I, I don't know what I'm, uh, I'm this, the, AI is one of the reasons why I continue to be on team pixel. Cause I, I continue to be convinced that Google is going to continue to build in really cool features that are, would be hard, if not impossible to do without as a, uh, without being made by a company as AI for it as Google is. I'm mostly still hoping for 
conversational AI. I mean, I'm still hoping for uh, having an earbud in and having a, being able to have a conversation with an assistant where it can just, I can give it instructions. It will give me information back. Okay, her. It'll, yeah. Well, okay. I won't be, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be sticking it. I'm, I'm not going to be having a, a camera like poking know, out of my pocket, like, or anything like, like, a, I know, like, I know. like my little friend, little mouse in my pocket, uh, my shirt pocket. Why do you have to bring up mice? Because they're adorable. They're enough. They're in, they're in my walls. Oh, they're just, they're, they're just, you know, with a tiny little Christmas tree. And a tiny little piece of piece of cheese with a little bow on it. Think of it that way. They're not. Don't think of them as. as, as think of the cartoons can show us the okay, way. Okay, Fivel. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, anyway, I'm well, sorry. Just, I'm just, feeling just, a little silly. Just, just, just no. Just a. Well, just to put a put a bow on this. It's like I mean I. Um, it would be great to have that just simply as like an, a, an AI powered assistant that is limited in what it can do but has been expanded with ai particularly something uh, something that i can ask it, ask it questions and because it knows uh there's a display on the phone there's a, there's a smart display like on my nightstand it can give me answers but while it's giving me verbal answers it can put up on the screen well actually here's what i'm citing here here's don't don't take my like lavar burton don't take my word for it the answer is in a book and then it opens the book to where mm-hmm. i think i think i have lavar burton like talking to me and giving me reassuring information i think that i think we have a good trust relationship with lavar burton i think that you know, and and also, you know, any money that Google pays him for use of his voice and likeness, I think that would go towards reading programs. I would feel very, very happy about that. Um, I can't speak publicly about LeVar Burton and how I feel about that. But I do want to just like throw in something very quickly because I know we're running kind of long today. But I just want to say, while the pro series of the Pixels may be quite primed for AI, I'm starting to see some discrepancies on the regular Pixel smartphones. And this is something that I am currently anecdotally logging. <laughs> so this is something you'll have to check in with me in a couple of weeks, maybe a month or two, to see if I've collected enough data to substantiate this and make it into like... Okay. Because because I am feeling... Because I am feeling like the RAM that they are putting into... Yeah. Anyway, anyway. I, I've got some theories. It would it would it would definitely bum me out if like really good AI features came to the Pixel, but like only to like the Pixel Nine and only or only to the Pixel Nine Pro. So that's definitely that's definitely something to look at. We're going to take another break, and then we're going to wrap up with a couple of little stories that I thought were kind of flavorishless. Right after this, bye bye. So I was hoping that Santa would bring us like a jingle for the podcast for every time we talk about Google, Google's legal problems, because we need like an in, like a bouncy. Da, 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 da. <laughs> things get colder, things get warmer. One you can count on is Legal Corner. Boom, boom. Something like oh, that. that's we'll, a good one. We'll we'll try. We'll we'll see if we can raise some funds again. If you, but become a member of the podcast, <laughs> really.fm slash material. The more money we have, the more likely it is that we can actually that's commission correct. that into that's a correct. real thing. Uh, but okay, so it's like it, I I do feel as though like Google Google's lawyers they're playing like a version of like courtroom Tetris, you know, where they're trying to they're trying to just mm-hmm. clear as many lines of blocks as possible, like before the big, really big antitrust and regulatory actions spin up later on this year. So like before, before the Christmas break, they did settle that suit. We talked about this where they, about the Google play app store, settled that for $700 million. And everybody who basically used the Google play app store gets a chunk of that. Uh, so Tuesday this week, they declared that they have reached an agreement on another class action suit. They're settling a class action suit that was filed against them over Chrome's incognito mode. This was kind of embarrassing for Google. I mean, uh, there's a 2020 class action suit uh, charge that incognito mode, like imagine like you open up a window and it says, hey, you're in incognito mode and it's a black background and it's someone in a trench coat and it's implying that, hey, you're doing secret, super private browsing. No one can track you. No one can see what you're doing. 
Uh, and yeah, the lawsuit fraudulent says that they fraudulently led users to believe that their browsing would be completely private when in truth, all of their activity was, of course, still being dutifully tracked by Google. Mm. Uh, totally misleading, just like uh, Tesla's autopilot might have made people think that, hey, autopilot means that it can actually mm-hmm, fly itself. Mm-hmm. No, it cannot. It can only fly itself into a bridge abutment. Uh, it's successful in that way, but otherwise not quite so much. So yeah, all, all uh, incognito mode does was, yes, it doesn't write tracking data to the user's device but you know google has plenty of other ways of tracking the user and collecting data uh both sides Correct. had had suffered some failures some some lacks of victories and they were probably each kind of keen to end the suit they, they realized that there wasn't going to be like a big win for anybody um the judge had already declined the plaintiff's request to extend the class to include all Chrome users instead of just the one, two, three, four, five people who filed the suit. So there's not going to be that big payday of $6.80 or whatever uh, for tens of millions of people who might have used incognito mode since 2016. Um, uh, very recently, though, uh, the judge rejected Google's mid- bid for a summary judgment in its favor. That was back in August. Um, the judge basically made it very, very clear that Google's defense was that, oh, well, users had already consented to data collection. They'd been informed. They were aware of this. They, the judge said, no, just the, the fact that the, the part of your user agreement way off on another page they might have clicked on three years ago doesn't mean that they're aware that incognito mode means that Google is still tracking you. Try again. Um, so it's unknown as yet what the terms of the settlement will be. This is like one of those procedural things where both sides says, okay, we did independent mediation. Well, we're going to find out in February what that is. Uh, it's not going to affect uh, – we don't even know whether the actual five plaintiffs are going to get any money out of it. They're asking for penalties of $5,000 plus – uh, monetarily, they're asking for like a cut of the billions and billions of dollars they say that Google made off of this ongoing fraud. I don't think they're going to be splitting billions and billions of dollars several ways. Um, the only thing that could possibly affect us is that uh, we're not part of the class in terms of monetary compensation. We are part of the class when it comes to like any injunction that the judge or any sort of agreement uh, tends to be. So if they agree that, and as part of this settlement, Google has to agree to change the wording on the incognito mode thing. I think I think Google already kind of took its lumps and they've already kind of reworded things. Like I said, this was kind of embarrassing. I, I'm, I'm willing mm-hmm. to think that this was the difference between like when nerds name th- things directly versus when a nerd propose, a nerd engineer proposes an idea and then like an actual human somewhere else in the company says, <laughs> yeah. okay, I know that you know what this means. I don't think you know what a normal person will think that this means. I know it's a, you, you got this this cool Breaking Bad logo that you're right. a big fan of, but that's not how this is going to play out. We're going to be – your emails are going to be read by a lot of lawyers in five years' time if we continue with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, so before we end, I do want to talk about Google Podcasts because I've been t- – I've been on a little bit of a journey over the past few weeks, but that was one of the few things I really definitely accomplished over the break. Um, So as, as you know, Google podcast is officially joining the Google graveyard in April. Google is doing uh, alphabet is doing that incredibly smart, wise and universally loved thing where they're taking an independent app or service and rolling it into YouTube. So you can still get your, your podcasts, but as as you've been demanding, you'll be getting it inside the YouTube app. I, of course, I'm not even considering switching to YouTube for my podcasts. So I'm sort of like auditioning like other podcast apps. Like I don't like I don't know how you get your podcast flow. I got like I've always Pocketcasts. exactly yeah, me too. I, I, I use Pocket Casts yeah. because it is the a really good powerful podcatcher that is makes it easy to track and follow a lot of different shows. It makes and it easy to organize platform. them, and it's cl- cross-platform. It's a cloud. So I cloud pick up syncing. on the iPhone where I was listening on the Android, right? And it's, it's it, or it's, I pop in on the browser on the yep. PC. Yeah, and again, and syncing between platforms. It's like you know, mm-hmm. if you if you if you are ecumenical, if you embrace many faiths, it's a it's it's a good catch to have. Correct. The only thing I don't <laughs> like about it is that it's often more complicated than I want when I'm just. Putting my I'm putting my earbuds in. Yeah. I'm 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 throwing my backpack on. I'm going for my walk that'll involve like a stop at the supermarket to do my grocery shopping. 
it's sometimes hard to figure out like what was it, what did I stop listening to next? What just recently dropped that I want to take a look at? So historically, I've always had Pocket Casts plus a second like super lightweight podcast podcatcher, and I used to, and I always thought that Google Podcast was good in that role. Like it's not, it doesn't have a whole lot of features, so it really can't show you much more than here's what has your immediate attention or here's what's just dropped in the past two or three days. That's a really good practice because I do that with music. When I log into Spotify, which is like my catch-all streaming service where I just go in and get whatever, I get really overwhelmed. <laughs> and then I exit and I go to Digitally Imported, which is like this curated service that I, radio kind of service, streaming service that I pay for. And I don't even... Like I just pick the genre and I just jump in and listen to it. And I kind of like that yeah. ability. And so I would love a podcast catcher that would be, it's a little more simplified because sometimes it's very overwhelming going into pocket casts Yes, because every feed is in there. Every single thing that I've ever subbed to. Yeah. It's, it's, there's a, I, I think like there's kind of a responsibility on my end to use its features to automate the curation of like here's something that's probably going to be interesting to me sure i mean i the my problem with pocket casts boiled down to one thing is that oftentimes i download something either automatically or even manually and then it just sort of disappears because it's like at the end of i mean i'm i know that i know that everybody listens to material like first and foremost it's like the one thing that they always listen to when as soon as a new episode drops that's what they're listening to they never miss a single episode um I have, but I have a lot of apps. I have a lot of podcasts that are like once in a blue moon, I'll listen to it. Even sometimes the ones that are kind of the favorites, there's just so many to deal with. Um, I'm, I'm like a series. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, and like sometimes it's like, it's just a 10 episode series. And when it's done, it's done. So it's like, if I pin that to the top, it's no longer relevant. The I'm having, I, so I decided to finally give like the single most popular one of the one of the most popular podcasters like in the entire world like try for the first time it's called antenna pod i'm sure that a lot of you guys are are have oh. are listening to our show with it right now yeah it's it's open source it's free um uh, but this is the first time i've given it a really deep dive and i'm really liking it a lot cuz it's just so clean like the basic page when you launch it is just one two three four like little like stripes like there's continue listening meaning here's what you've been recently listening to pick up where you left off get surprised where it's going to dig up something that you haven't seen yet but you might want to get check your okay. classics which is like here's something that might easily get buried because there's you haven't really taken a look at it in quite a while it's just a really easy way I, I have to, I, I like the fact that it's just so direct. It's so easy for me to find that here's the next episode. Here's the thing that I just downloaded that I was looking forward to seeing later. Cause so, so many times it really is like, I just heard about this podcast online, like in social media or, you know, or review and on a website or something. And so I download like, Oh, like the, uh, the, uh, uh, Desert Island Discs, the BBC. That's something I've been mm -hmm. subscribing to for eons and eons and eons in Pocket Cast. And I just found out that a few months ago, Adrian Edmondson, uh, the comedian and actor, uh, had uh, did an episode. I definitely want to hear it. Uh, and so immediately, like, went into Pocket Cast, downloaded it. So it's like, nature is front and center. However, Antenna Pod, like, I did the same thing in Antenna Pod, and it's right there waiting for me. It's not like, on this list of a hundred possible things that yeah. I've, I've downloaded over the past, uh, and put on into a playing queue over the past couple of days. So, yeah, I mean, I think, I think that I'm going to probably stick to having two. Um, but again, I didn't, I never, cons I never considered <laughs> trying YouTube for this. I subscribe to Spotify. I know that Spotify wants me to listen to podcasts on Spotify. I'm not interested in like tying my podcast futures to Spotify. I, I what I love about both Antenna I'm not Pod either. and Pocket I don't want to give them I don't want to give them the the algorithmic like yeah. I don't want to give them that data on what I listen to. I use Spotify exclusively to promote our podcast <laughs> on my social media because they let you do that cool badge that will link nice. you out. That's the only reason that I use it, but I do not listen to material on there. Yeah. I do download it, <laughs> but that's because I love us, and that, of course, <laughs> and it, it counts. They don't check IDs. Uh, yeah, see, the, that, that that would be the other problem with Spotify. It's like um, I think Spotify 
is the least annoying of all the subscription music services. However, a lot of its job is to not give you the thing that you want, but to sort of bamboozle you into looking at something it wants you to see. And so like, what are the chances yeah. that it would prioritize showing me this Adrian Edmondson Desert Island Disc episode that I'm specifically interested in versus, no, I have to tap a couple of buttons to get through to that. The first podcast it's going to show me is something that it just spent a million dollars on and is trying very, very much to, 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 to promote it someplace. And it's like, uh, don't just give, be, be on my side. Don't be on big business's side. Okay, I'm I'm giving you money exactly. every month. You should you should you should be you should be on my side cuz I'm paying you. I'm giving you 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 I pay your salary technically speaking or at least a tiny tiny fraction of it. <laughs> you know. Well, I think that's going to that's that seems like a good show. I think that we did a good show this week. We we started off 2024 on a Okay, we started off technically on a downer note talking about YouTubers who are quitting, but I think that we, in terms of starting off with a good episode of a podcast, I think we started off with a good episode of a podcast. I'm pleased with us right now. Well, thank you for giving me the space to emote a tiny bit. You know, I realized that uh, I think I'm just a little, I don't know, I was fluctuating about the new year. You know, I'm hopeful, <laughs> but I'm also reserved. I'm trying to stay optimistic despite despite all the negativity that currently pulses through me, but it could also be because I just haven't had chocolate in about three hours. <laughs> That's usually it. <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, the, the, the greatest blessing of like New Year's is that you know that deep down, no matter how you're feeling on January 1st, or let's say after the hangover on January 3rd, and by hangover, I'm not just including drinking, I'm talking about I can't believe I ate that entire bag of caramel popcorn <laughs> while while watching the three while watching the the Stooges the Stoogeathon on Channel Thirty Eight. Uh, you know that it's not going to be nearly as bad as you think it's going to be. It's also not going to be nearly as good as it's going to be as you think it's going to be. Which means you can set your expectations correctly. There's going. It's a good. You can set yourself up very very well for being grateful for all the really cool stuff that hits you. The moment that it hits you and i hope that that's what everybody i hope that's where everybody's head is right now um mm -hmm. so you so you've got a whole bunch of stuff on gizmodo as uh, uh, this week uh you're going to be having a lot uh, you're posting daily from uh from ces yes i'll be posting daily on gizmodo and of course on the social media channels i'm trying i'm going to be trying my hand at like actual content this year so wish me luck <laughs> good luck and good health uh go to, and uh go to uh go to gizmodo.com gizmodo.com go to oh that flow on all the socials to find out <laughs> pic pictures of how flow is surviving and thriving i'm sure thriving it's gonna be great it's gonna be great you're gonna, be, gonna fine. be great well and i'll explain why in our next members episode indeed we have that to look forward to. Go to relay.fm slash material to sign up if you if you're not a member already. As for me, go to Anatko on again most of the socials. Go to wgbhnews.org uh, wgbh to get my regular and routine new tech news conversations uh, to stream it live or later on. I'm not on this week. I'm on next week on Thursday, I believe, at 12:35 Eastern time. But you don't have to be there day and date. You can just watch it or listen to it whenever you would like. Well, that's going to be it for us for this week. Thanks everybody so much for listening to us this time. We hope you're going to be with us again next week, but until then we hope you all have a happy, safe and healthy seven days as well as the rest of the year. So long.